hello and welcome to The Two Tones with Tony DeBolfo. Good afternoon to you, Tony. Uh, myself, Tony Moakley. It is episode 11. The Iceman Cometh uh, Tone, the great Bruce Duell. Oh, what a man. What a player. And, of course, a favourite of yours. Oh, the Duke of Earl, the spoil in the 95 grand final. That's when you knew it was on. Yes, yes, you knew when 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 he he smothered that kick of Riccardi's. I think it was that uh, we're in for a good day here. Yeah, everything, yeah, yeah. everything just fell hand in glove, didn't yeah, it? It, it was, did. It, just, it was meant uh, to be. It went to plan uh, from that point onwards. We were talking uh, just before the podcast started. You have a very interesting fact about Bruce Duell. Well, a, a little known fact, perhaps, Tony, that uh, Bruce um, in his first senior year, which I think was sixty-seven, and he wore it. Well, this Guernsey through to about 71, number four, which is what? interesting. Um, the story goes that um, he got cold feet because a lot of the uh, attention was at that end of the uh, of the lockers with, uh, you know, Sir Silvani still running around and Big Nick at two. Yeah. Um, I think Kevin Hall might have been at three then. That he, the last thing he wanted was any unnecessary attention. So he actually asked for a, a change to move up the... Uh, up the lockers a, a, a fair way from the, uh, the the cameras and the microphones. So it probably says a lot about Bruce and yes. the sort of man he was, the understated champion that he was, man of few words that let his actions do the talking, Tony. But given who else has worn that number at the Carlton Football Club, he would have easily ranked alongside, you know, the likes of Kernan, obviously. And, well, the know. buzz, you know, yeah. they're all they're all great, weren't they? And um, yes, um, another little known story about Bruce Duell. Um, people don't realise he was actually born in Geelong. And I, I remember asking him, Tone, how can uh, a, you know, a player born at Geelong end up being recruited to Carlton from Jakarta? Yeah. And he said that his father had actually got a transfer with the Ford factory from Geelong to Campbellfield. Yeah. And he told this great tale of how his father and Rod Austin's father built their houses on the on Camp Road. Yeah. But Camp Road, uh, as it happened, was the dividing line in the old days of the zones between Carlton and North Melbourne. Oh. And would you believe it, Bruce's father and Rod's father both built on the Carlton side <laughs> of Camp Road. <laughs> How lucky was Carlton to yeah, get those two great the players. the grace of God. <laughs> oh, how that wonderful. That is fate, isn't it? Well, speaking of North Melbourne, um, the game uh, last Sunday, uh, Carlton 15-6-96, North Melbourne ran out, and you could say that literally, 17-11, 113 um, it what? was a game, strangely, of two halves. <laughs> what an incredible game of well, football it? it was. I mean, you know, watching that opening quarter, Tony, and um, it was as if um, our boys weren't there. You yeah, know, they'd and, gone and into North the time to, machine and gone back eighteen months. Very true. And North, to its credit, really opened up brightly oh, yeah, yeah. and and looked the goods. And yet, I think it's uh, a measure of where this Carlton team is at in 2017 that it managed to find a way. And, you know, I've often thought, reflected back on the St Kilda games of early this year and the Melbourne games, how when we were jumped invariably 12 months ago, we would have, you know, ended up on the end of a 15-goal drumming. Yeah, yeah. yeah, for sure. Whereas this time around, uh, you know, the team showed some real resolve. And, I mean, those second and third quarters, Tony, you know, there were moments in that exhilarating period where I honestly thought I was up at the Heatley stand in oh, listening geez. to the roar. I tell you, there Didn't was you think? there was a great sound at the ground there when was. Uh, 
you know, when Carlton were, were threatening. Um, I mean, it was uh, comparing it to last week, Carlton get five goals up in the wet and don't defend that lead. Um, so we won the first quarter there convincingly, and this yes. week convincingly lost the first quarter. Yes, but um, and you still found a way, didn't they? Yeah, and, and what got me in the the, the second quarter was um, the exciting prospect of Charlie Kernow building. There were flashes from him, and and there was one poster on uh, on Talking Carlton. Um, who's, this was a great line. He said, Charlie Kernow is one step closer to that game. Yes. He's kind yes. of career-defining breakout game. And you could see it. There, were, there was just moments there where you thought, oh, my God, he's really got something. And, and you can see with players like Charlie Kernow play of his ilk, and I've said this before, Tony, that it's not so much game to game that you see the dramatic improvement of these young players. You actually see it in, you know, quarter to quarter. Mm. I mean, the... the the, the improvement is so rapid. The, and, and I think, you know, obviously the mindset, uh, you know, is there also that players of his ilk with time start to understand, you know, I'm really made for this game and mm. I belong here and I'm comfortable here. And then, you know, uh, there's a, there must be a moment in time where there's no turning back and they, yeah. they realise, yeah, well, I'm meant to be. And I actually thought the same with... Um, with uh, uh, David Cunningham. I, yes. I thought, you know, there were there were that was probably his best game for Carlton. He played yes. played some good ones towards the end of last year, but I really thought um, he uh, he took all before him uh, um, against North, and just love the way he moves and you know bobbed up with you know some nice uh, finishes and yeah, uh, you know it's just I think uh, that's what's so exciting about Carlton circa two thousand seventeen mm. is that. Um, Yes, it's all about the journey, and and you know we all hope that the journey reaches the destination we all hope for. Yeah. But I tell you what, the journey itself is exciting, isn't it? Oh, it's wow. just great to be on board this this Carlton, you know, northbound train. Yeah, well, yeah, you mentioned uh, uh, Cunningham. The, the in the, that second quarter when the the team kind of finally decided to to start playing. Yes. What struck me was the quality of the goals. Yes. These were, you know, they weren't kind of eking the ball forward for a set shot. There were lovely passages of play, real skill, uh, shots on the run, um, young players with uh, nerves of steel yep. who didn't spray the ball. Carton were really accurate. Yes. And it was really exciting. It was exciting to watch. And I think what had actually happened was North seemed to have control of the contest, you know, in close and, and around the periphery. Mm. Um, so Carlton, look, were imbalanced. Uh, we say that they weren't there. You know, credit, we're credit due to North Melbourne. I mm. think they really took it up to Carlton and, and um, really set the tone. And yet, I think as the game opened up, I, I really think Carlton lifted its work rate in that area. Mm. And uh, they was, because they were so brutal around the packs, around the contests, it started to open up and opportunities suddenly began to surface. And, and for a long period of that game, North Melbourne were unable to cope with the, uh, the relentless barrage that, yeah. that, was, that was happening. And um, perhaps in the end, it was experience and maybe the bigger bodies that got North Melbourne over the line. But I, but I tell you what, I, I think even 12 months, you know, as I said earlier, if we were in that position early last year, we pr- probably would have turned up the toes. Yeah. Whereas now we're um, in this position where we can we can find a way and, and work through it and really, really, um, uh, you know, take the game on and, and take all before them. So um, it was just... It was just we're seeing glimpses. Yeah. But we, I think we're actually starting to see more glimpses or, or the glimpses aren't fleeting. They're, 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 
you know, they're becoming more sustained. And just with time, we're going to just hopefully see sustained excellence over four quarters rather than two and a half to three. Now, we're going to get to some individual performances in a moment. There is one individual performance which was was just godlike, uh, but... You know who I'm talking about. But um, Bolts is coaching. I mean, uh, to have been kind of put in the back foot after that first quarter, um, his tactical nous is really displaying itself and his, his ability to coach Carlton back into a game. And he was filthy at the end of the game. And to him, it, was not, it wasn't a valiant loss. It was uh, one that got away. That is an incredibly important point you make, Tony, because um, I think what we've heard in that comment is the change in narrative. Mm. You know, maybe a week ago, maybe two weeks ago, you know, the coach may have said, well, we're, you know, really into a reset. And mm. um, the, now he, he's actually raising the bar by saying, look, these sporadic showings or, you know, um, two and a half, three quarter efforts really can't be tolerated. Mm. And I think that as time, the, the, the bar is is continually being raised here. Mm. So the standards change and um, the players realise, you know, that um, uh, it's four quarters of sustained football mm. excellence that, that is trying to be attained here. And I, I just thought that was very, a very interesting comment that, that Brendan Bolton made um, uh, and it was due to you to pick up on that because I, I thought the same thing, that um, the narrative's changing mm. here. And um, I can actually remember a moment, it might have been a year, maybe two, into the, into the journey at Hawthorne when Alistair Clarkson made the same comment about a... Uh, like a, a Hawthorne team that had fallen away in a game mm. and basically saying, well, the, you know, almost the time has come where this, there are no longer any excuses yeah. uh, for, for uh, these fade-outs. And, um, and, of course, we know what happened there. So, um, yes, it was very, very interesting to hear that narrative from Brendan Bolton. Mm. So I do agree with you. Um, one moment before I, I'm going to ask you about Bryce's Gib, Bryce, Bryce's Gib, Bryce Gibbs game. You like the cut of his I jib? Did, oh, oh, he was, you know, come on. Um, uh, he was man bunderful. That's terrible. <laughs> he he That's was. Terrible. I apologise. But Cruz's almost goal on the run, do you remember that? I think it was in the third quarter. Yes. Oh, that, he... uh, that reminded me of Harry Madden in 93. Oh, the, had, the had he Sean scored Wren the, on yeah, his hammer, yes, yeah. yes. Had he scored that goal, yes. I'm not talking Harry because Harry did get it, but yep. um, had uh, Crew scored that goal, I mean, the Etihad Stadium would have trembled. Oh, absolutely. Just, uh, Actually, there was another one not dissimilar to that later on when young Williamson took that one-hander and oh, that was pivoted a great around mark. the play in the one motion and yeah. just couldn't quite finish off. But that, I mean, that was, that was just inspiring. Look, you talk about Matt Cruiser, um, in my opinion, Tony, he um, is much the same uh, in the same space as Sam Doherty. I, mm. I believe he's probably in all Australian form. Yeah. Um, this, to me, has been his his standout year for the Carlton Football Club, and he seems to be getting better with every game. Mm. Uh, he's such a a workhorse, you know. And I, and I really think that he worked Goldstein over. I, mm. I, I thought the longer the game went the harder it was for, for Goldstein to, to, to cope with um, the relentless nature of Cruz's game. And, um, I, I, you know, I worry um, uh, in the event that uh, Matt Cruiser buckles over with injury because yeah. I'm, I'm not sure that he's the sort of player we're able to cover at the moment. But all power to him. He's, um, he's taken all before him this year. And, of course, as I've said before, it all gets back to the fact that... Um, you know, Minsana and Corbrasano, sound mind definitely, but uh, moreover a sound body. I mean, mm. he's, he finally his body has allowed him to do what we all 
believe he was capable of doing. And it hasn't always been the case over mm. many years. He, you know, he's been, um, unfortunately, um, um, you know, whether he's kicked a black cat or something, I don't yeah. know, but he's never really had a, a free go at it. This year he has, and we can we can see what that means uh, oh, to, you know, to the him crowd, and the Carlton. Carlton supporters going cruise oh, anytime he goes brilliant. near, and he just rewards that oh, faith brilliant. with just uh, you, you know, know he's 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 leaping well, like you know he's jumping well, but you know it's his follow up work, yeah. you know that the, I mean he's a he's actually an extra midfielder in there, I mm. believe, and uh, really if he's in that sort of form. Um, Carlton's going to go a long way to winning games, so it right. just, we just hope he can sustain it and remain injury free. Well, now we've uh, got to look at the game of Bryce Gibbs. Some of those goals were just sublime. Uh, they? they they spat in the face of many of Newton's laws of physics. Yes, yes, um, and they were just fantastic. No, they were. You know, those those goals to me were uh, you know means of saying I'm Bryce Gibbs and yeah. you're not. <laughs> you know that that's that, you're right. They were they were they were extraordinary goals. Just. Yeah, they reeked of class and polish, and um, I'm just looking at the numbers here. Uh, 38 disposals, six tackles, three goals. I do believe uh, Bryce has brought a harder edge to his game mm-hmm. too, which just only serves to complement what we know he can all, he can do anyway. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was nice to see one of the commentators on one of the programs last night, Tony, I think it might have been Jared Healy, commend the Carlton Football Club for standing its ground with Bryce, yeah. uh, you know, because he was on contract to... You know, that vindicated uh, Carlton's position on Bryce that that, that he was uh, or is an elite player mm. who wouldn't be um, given up lightly. So yeah. um, I think I think Bryce, to his credit, to the true pro that he is, has really knuckled down this year and got on onto it, on with it. And um, we have talked a lot about the younger players and how great they've been. But I think you know, again, we have to reiterate how good the players at the other end have been for Carlton also. You know, yeah. we talked to Cruiser, those three draft picks in three years, Murphy yeah. and, and Gibbs, how how they're leading the way. And, um, you know, I, I interviewed Bryce after the match uh, tone on Sunday and, um, you know, asked him at this stage of his career, did he feel that he was a, a mentor? And he said, suddenly at 28, mm-hmm. you realise that it's not forever. And, that, you know, ah. there's that moment in time where yeah. you do probably adjust your thinking and you look at your purpose and... and uh, you appreciate that, you know, suddenly you become a, a player in a hurry. And um, mm. so um, it's, he's at that time of his life too. Uh, I think he's settled with his family and so forth. So I think what we're seeing now from Gibbs, Murphy and Cruiser uh, is career best form. You know, mm. they, they're all, to my way of thinking, at the absolute zenith of their careers. And we hope it goes on for a little bit longer yet, but um, they, are, they are playing truly outstanding football. It's a frightening prospect for oppositions. Who else, Tone, do you think um, stepped up? And you know, say, let's have the younger, um, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the younger cohort coming well, through. Well, you know, I mentioned Williamson earlier. I think he's a nice player, good mover, a great kick, you know, um, a beautiful left foot kick, you know, shades of Ange Christie there yeah. when he swings onto the left. He doesn't seem to panic. We've already mentioned um, uh, Dave Cunningham. You know, uh, great to see him back in the team. And uh, you can't get enough midfielders. And mm. I think he's a player that really looks like he's um, going to make a statement for Carlton over a long period of time. Um, you, you had uh, McCready, you mm. know, um, um, applying his craft down back. Again, an, a, a promising player who uh, will only get better with, with games uh, played. And, of course, Charlie's the one that probably... We, we see the most dramatic improvement in this stage. 
just the beauty of him stringing a few games together. You know, we, we all lament the fact that we haven't yet seen Harry Mackay out there. Um, I'm sure his time will come. All in good time, but, yeah. Yeah, but with Charlie, you know, he's strung a few together now and you, you can just see the improvement um, um, with each game or with, with each quarter, as I like to say. So, um, you know, I think with Brendan Bolton at the helm at True teacher, I think we're in really good hands. I don't know if you noticed at three-quarter time, Tone, either, that um, that uh, after the address, uh, Brendan actually uh, joined them in ah. the circle. Um, so um, I just saw that. I thought, well, he's a fellow that's, you know, really, you know, as one with his players. Yeah. And um, it's just magnificent to see the development um, of, of this playing group under under Brendan and um, as I said earlier, Tony, I think we're in good hands with a with a, a great teacher, a, a terrific coach, and a, an excellent mentor. Now that last quarter, um, which was edge of the seat stuff, Carlton hit the lead early on in the last quarter. I and think I Sam, thought, the doc put us in front, didn't he, with that great kick? Yeah, yeah. Uh, magnificent, sublime skills yep. of the great man. We seem to have a real trouble maintaining possession in that last quarter. Well, look, maybe it was because you know the sustained um, the sustained barrage for two quarters. You know, yeah. admittedly we we didn't stay well, but my word, were they were they ferocious for those two quarters, yeah. the second and third, and and you know five ten minutes into the final quarter. You know, maybe maybe. Um, you know, it's it's funny often when you see games and how teams work so hard to hit the front, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, the the opposition realise, hey, we've we're behind now, and they seem to find yeah. something, you know. And um, I don't know why that is. The psychology of it is probably best left to the experts. But um, I look, maybe maybe they were spent, you know, maybe that maybe that that, that resurgence took too much out of them. But again, you know, I, I can recall Brendan Bolton saying so often. You, you learn so much from the losses, and um, these players are, you know, are on a weekly education, and yeah. uh, I'm, I'm sure they'll take a lot from what actually happened, what went well, what didn't, and just build on it. That's all we can hope. Now, um, <coughs> I'm going to get you three, two, one votes tone. Yes, um, because we have no game to preview, of course, because it is the buy. The players are going to take a very well earned break, especially the likes of. Uh, SPS, and yes. uh, there's a couple of others in there who have, uh, let's say, debuted this year and have acquitted themselves superbly in the rough and tumble of, of AFL, but definitely, you know, those young bodies definitely need a rest. Well, it's really interesting you should say that, Tone, too, because in the interviews with Bryce Gibbs and, and David Cunningham afterwards, I put the question of the bite at both of them. Bryce certainly said... Um, you know, the, it's come along at a, a really great time. Mm. The buy, buys uh, will be really well received. But then when I put it to Dave Cunningham, I actually thought that, you know, two games back in the seniors, he's mm. on a bit of a roll, yeah. but it, it's probably the worst possible time yeah. for him to have the bye. And he said, no, no, no. He said, I'm really wrapped the buys here. And I said, um, why is that? He said, oh, just a break both mentally and physically. Mm. And he's a, he's a kid that's only been back in the ones for two weeks. So when I heard that, I, I sort of – it made me think about – the demands mm. of the game at this level on on players, you know, and perhaps we don't think about that enough sometimes about the the toll that it takes and how. Um, yes, I know they get well remunerated and whatever, but you know there there is obviously there's obviously a, it's a relentless, uh, you know, uncompromising game which yeah. these players play, and um, there's got to be room for some sort of an outlet. So um, I think the fact that the players are just getting away this week is a, is a godsend for them. It's just a, 
like sort of a, a bit of a release of the pressure valve, you yeah. know, and um, and I'm sure they'll make the most of it and come back strong for it. Mm. Um, that's the hope anyway, Tony. Yes, and especially for any players who want to go and party with Chappelle Corby. Well, yeah, there's a couple of them heading to Byron, so oh, well, I don't know if it's on the way, but well, um, yeah, yeah, but however. Now, Tony, your uh, your 3-2-1s for the uh, Carlton North Melbourne game. We have to assume three is a formality. Three, well, we, we hope it's a formality, Tony. I, you know, great minds think alike. It wasn't the case in the, uh, the, the Richmond Essen game with Dustin Martin, uh, mm. with one judge um, uh, opting not to go with Dusty. However, I uh, have an apology to begin with. I'd like to apologise to the doc, uh, Sam mm. Dockery. I couldn't fit him in this week as admirable as he was and has Always been is, yeah. all year. Uh, I gave one vote to Patrick Cripps. I, I just thought Cripps, you know, uh, you know, worked so hard yeah. and, um, and you know battled on uh, throughout the course of the contest with North. Two two votes. We've talked about him uh, uh, already. The the uh, the three goals, the sublime performance of Bryce Gibbs, and um, that hard edge he's brought to his game, which I really like. And three to the uh, the great number eight, the big man. No, uh, you the go, well, Kersey. there you go. Okay. Matt Cruiser, you could go past his performance on, on Goldstein, who is, yeah. in fact, a, an All-Australian Ruckman of uh, seasons past. Yeah. And I just thought he, he prevailed from go to woe and yeah. uh, got better as the game went on. And um, it's magnificent to see Cruz in career-best form because... Uh, you know, Dame Fortune hasn't always smiled upon him in terms of injury and, mm. and whatever. So, uh, well done to the big bloke. I, I just uh, enjoy seeing how fondly he is clutched to the bosom of the Blue Faithful. He's, <laughs> if I can just coin a phrase there, he's, uh, you know, definitely one of those those kind of iconic players that everybody yeah. just wills the best for. Well, that's right. That's right. And, you know, I'm sure it, I'm sure it must impact on him too. He hears that and it yeah. seems to... You know, um, he finds a, another yard because of it. Just, just on that, because um, you were at the game, obviously, I was at the game, The um, you had a great comparison because when Carlton were up and, and you know, really on fire against North, there was 32,000 people uh, at the game. The majority were Carlton supporters. The, the atmosphere was fantastic, and you said it was like... Well, I thought it was like being back in front of the Heatley stand, you know, and uh, as it was, you know, those slashing third quarters, you know, yeah. through the, the the glory period of the seventies and eighties when you know the dominator would swing onto the left. Mm. Like Zach Fisher might be that man yes. now, you know. I just love watching him play. You yeah. know, he's, he's excited when he gets the ball too. Another player I should have mentioned earlier, but yes, I, I the, it was the raw, wasn't it? The you know the raw was uh, it was truly palpable, and, and you couldn't help get swept up in it. And I'm sure it must impact on the players. You know, to know that you've got the numbers on side, you, mm. you must lift for it. And um, um, yeah, I always lament the fact that the games aren't still being played here, mm. Tone. The fortress that was Princess Park, however, you know, they, they call it progress and we move on. But I, but I do think that, you know, that, that, that period of time that you're talking about, um, it, it, was, it was great to be caught up in that mm. sea of humanity and to, and to hear, hear the roar as the, as the players were surging forward. It was, was, it was great to be part of that, wasn't it? And I noticed you've brought in your... Um, <laughs> I did your bring footy in the, record, the record and it, from the game. You've you've <laughs> run the cloth dry, literally, Tony. It, look, it looks you you were were you scrunching and yes, there was some tight, there was some you know <laughs> frustrating moments 
Uh, I, of course, you know, if I have a beer in my hand, I, I use this to clap a goal, so I've got to do that. So it doesn't that, supplement for an umbrella. You weren't no. hitting opposition supporters with it, were you? No, <laughs> but, but uh, yeah, got a fair old workout. What a magnificent but, souvenir of that contest it is, Tony, and I hope you treasure that. Oh, that'll go straight into the uh, the filing cabinet at home. Um, so, yeah, look, if you never needed a compelling reason to get along to the games and actually wow. see, and uh, that... There, there are shades of that swagger that is back, and Carlton supporters in full voice are a magnificent uh, phenomenon. They are indeed, and I might say that uh, during the halftime break, Tony, I, I did, uh, uh, you know, move amongst the masses at yeah. Carlton as I like to do, and I actually met in the flesh for the first time. I, I'd spoken to her over the phone previously, Ellie Marchbank, um, ah. who is the great aunt of Caleb mm. and the daughter of Jim Marchbank, a, a two-time Carlton Premiership player of 06 and 08. So she's we're, actually... We're talking 1906 and 1908, correct, aren't we? Yeah. Correct. So she's in fact, in a, she's in her 90s and is in fact a living link between both Jim Marchbank and, and young Caleb. So uh, there was about five members of the Marchbank family that had come down from interstate. I think Ali lives in Queensland. Mm. And it, they, they, they earmarked the North going to be part of it. And uh, they absolutely loved it. Um, it was great to see them, and uh, and I'm sure we'll see them again. They're, they're truly wrapped. Uh, Ellie, you can imagine how wrapped she is that, that young Caleb is playing for the club for mm. which her old man so ably represented all those years ago. So um, it's a nice nice family connection there for the Marchbanks, for sure. Outstanding. And now, with uh, three or four more Silvanis in the lineup, we won't know ourselves. You can't get enough. No, you can't exactly. get, I, I mentioned that story. There was a bloke sucking up... I think when Alex Silvani was spooking weight yeah. uh, the weekend. Who, who Great game, Alex Silvani, yeah. by the way. Yeah, um, can't say the same for Joe. No. A bloke back next at the bleachers sung out, um, I'll play all the Silvanis, you know, get them all in. Rita, Joe, play them all. You can't get enough. I tend to do a groovy. Yeah, too many are barely enough. Thank you, Tony DeVolfo. A pleasure, Tony. This has been uh, The Two Tones. I'm Tony Moclair, episode 11. Um, there is, of course, a bye next week. And then we're uh, up against uh, Greater Western Sydney. Correct. After that at Etihad Stadium. You'll be re- replenishing the uh, stocks, re- refreshing the batteries, as they say, Tony. Well, yes, indeed. Indeed, there's always plenty of stuff to do around the house. I know that. All right. Um, two tones. Uh, we will catch you um, in a couple of weeks' time, and uh, we'll be back then. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.